This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Today we continue with Rev. Adaya Hansen as she shares the second part of her message, What Do You Carry?, This message was shared at a WMI Wednesday night prayer meeting that is held every week for the staff and the families. Now let us continue where Sister Adalia left off yesterday. He said that he was was told the worm that the Holy Spirit that you see the Holy Spirit descending upon, that's the one. So he had a burden. He was going to see the one who's mightier that is coming after him. And he cried out, and he spoke the words of Christ to the people, and he was filled with so much boldness. If you attend to it, you'll be able to know what your rank is. There are ranks in the Spirit. There are some ranks that people are placed. You will know what your position is just by attending to it. You'll start seeing, oh, this is where you're supposed to be, this is where you're supposed to be, and you will know, because people ask themselves, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what's my gift? Lord, what's the anointing? If you want to know all that, without all these questions, start to attend to what he's asking. You will know what your position is, what your gifting is, what your rank is. He'll open the, spirit, the reality of the realms of the Spirit to you. And then, it's not all about just having good English and eloquence and being an orator on the pulpit. No. It's the ordinary men. Some people who see them on the pulpit, they start from somewhere. They're just people who used to attend to the Lord's burdens. And then the Lord started revealing unto them. And some of them have picked up mantles that were hovering in the spiritual realm. They picked it up. Not that they were born. There are people who are born prophets. And there are people who become prophets. So some people have become prophets because of when they attended to the burdens of the Lord, then they pick up mantles in the realms of the spirit. Because I know I know Grandma Karen asked me, and she was saying, she didn't ask, she was saying, you know, I don't usually have dreams. I don't have visions. So the, what, this is what the Lord is telling me now to you. He says, you're a gatekeeper. What do gatekeepers do? They watch. So what you see, 
you go tell him what you see. The Lord asked, <clears throat> well, as a prophet, he asked, what do you see? He said, I see an almond tree. You tell him what you see. And then he'll start giving you the burdens from there. If you read the book of Daniel, when the king Nebuchadnezzar was going to start eating grass, when the, there was a declaration in the heaven and they say, when the angel came, he said, this is the decree of the watchers. We have watchers who are angelic beings and we have watchers who are men, the watchmen. These two work together. And you have one, one of the watch, watchers, a spirit being. Ask him if, if you want to see him. Ask the Lord. You have to do it on yourself, not with grandpa. This is your line. It's not his. This is yours. And you need to attend to it. There's some burden. The burden of the ministry, Karen, it's on your shoulder. That's where it is. The burden of pastor is on your shoulder. The people were called to be intercessor for just a man of God. The burden, you, you might find that the person you are assigned is the person that's in your heart. You, you might think, well, what about my families? You attend to what God has told you. And when you attend to what God has told you, then he will assign others for your family if he hasn't assigned you for them. When you are busy praying for ministry and all this, I'll be busy praying for Laura because that's the person God has put in my heart. There's so many, those questions that you've been asking, you'll find it in the secret place, but you have to, you know, you've been praying so much with grandpa like this and you're missing out because you don't pull away for you to listen. Pull away. You can do the corporate prayer of a husband or wife. But pull away and go listen. If you call yourself a servant, you have to serve at the king's bidding. Some people say, well, I'm a servant of God. Well, I serve. I serve. What are you exactly serving? When you're tending to the, the will of the Father is much more than working in the ministry. You know, that's a work. There's work. And that is what is in the Father's heart here. Right here. So the deception is that, well, I work in the ministry, then that's about it. No. There are people that God has called out of ministry and told them, stop. Stop the ministry. Go back into the secret place. There's a difference between the work, the work of the kingdom, and then there's attendance of the, the, things, of, of the things that are in the Father's heart. For you to be effective in, in, even in the kingdom work, you need to go back to the closet. There's this man who was told by Jesus, he was in ministry, and Jesus told him, I want you to go back to the closet. Go back to the closet. But he had the understanding that he's, I am working, I am a servant. No, Jesus had another idea. No, that's the work. But there's something else. Go back to the closet. He was like, he did that for eight years. Eight. 
when you start attending to the burdens of the Lord, what happens is you're transported to Mount Zion. If you all know what, I'm sure you know what Mount Zion is. I'm not talking about the physical mountain, but I'm talking about the mountain of the Lord. It's a spiritual mountain. Some few weeks ago, I was praying generally. Then what happened? I went to sleep. And then I saw gates open. Two gates. They opened like that. And there was a pathway going all the way straight. And at the, at the far end, there was a mountain. And the mountain was written, peace. I had to get out of where I am to walk to the mountain. It takes a process for me to be able to walk. I wish it was physical. I could just walk, but I can't. It's a spiritual thing. You have to walk and go all the way to where the mountain is. The mountain is where Christ dwells. Jesus said, where I am, that's, that's where my servant will be. When, when he was giving revelations to John, what did he tell him? Come up where? Come up what? Come up hither. Come up. Come up. It's a place you have to ascend. You have to ascend. There's something I had to repent for because I was given a, um, it's not an instruction. I had, I had to decode what it was. I didn't attend to it. And then in that dream, it was like this. Now Jesus was all the way up. And I asked, that I may come where he is. And he said, Adalia, I am not stopping you to come where I am. I am not stopping you. And so when he said that, I let go of myself and I started ascending. And I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. I reached a place where there was utter darkness. And then I discerned I was in the, I was in the second heaven because there were creatures and beings all, all around in different forms. And then I went past that and there was a place, looked like a place and there was light from there, but I couldn't go in. I was just, I was just suspending there and then that's how the whole thing just disappeared like that. But the funny thing is, before I asked him, can I come up? There was a burden that he had showed me. There was someone there that here, he sa she says that she's, she knows Christ, that she's born again. But in the spirit, she does not know him. There is no identity at all. She says she goes to church and every other thing. But in the spiritual realm, she is not known. She doesn't even know who Jesus is. So I didn't attend to that, which I had to repent of. I had totally forgotten. You know, it's so easy to forget. It's easy to forget. So that's what I did. I forgot. Until today, I was like, when I was preparing, for, I was like, oh no. So some of them, we forget, but we need to recall them. Intercessors travail in prayer 
So this burden caused you to start travailing in prayer. It's like a pregnant woman when it's time to give birth. That's what you do with a burden. A burden is like a pregnancy. You travail. You have to push. You have to push. You have to push. Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency and have no other means of support than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness. Now there's a verse in Joel chapter 2 verse 17. It says, Let the priests before the Lord weep between the entrance of the temple and the altar. And let them say, Spare your children and don't make them a reproach. So these are the words that, as an example of what the prophet was talking about. Let the priest before the Lord weep. Weep. There are people who can't even weep. Man, they're not moved by anything. Then you might say there's a case that something is deeply wrong and you see somebody just, there's some things that you see all around. You know, it's just happening. The person cannot weep. That person's as hard as a rock. So how are you supposed to be a priest if you can't even weep? The burdens of the Lord causes you to weep. You weep. You literally weep. Sometimes even scream because of the pain and the intensity of the weight is too much for you. It brings hunger for the presence. You start hungering for the presence. When you start sensing that restlessness, you need to withdraw yourself and start going to attend to what that is. Like I said, sometimes you might know what it is, sometimes you might not. If you don't, you go pray about it and ask, and that you will know what it is. But you get to a place, you start, you start weeping. And if you don't have a burden, I remember, was it Gabe or someone, who asked, how, how can I pray for long? You know, you can't pray for long with your own strength, and you can't pray for long without a burden. You need a burden for you to be able to pray for long. People you see that they could pray for five or six hours is because the burden is upon them. And the Holy Spirit just puts his hand upon them. They can't stop. They just keep going and going and going. You cannot do it by your own strength. If you know, if you start using your flesh to do it, you won't last. Five minutes, you already died. You don't even know what you're, um, what you're praying for. You start craving donuts. It's difficult if you use your own strength. You can't. You need spiritual strength to be able to be in that place. There are people who usually go like, I'm going to lock myself in the room and consecrate myself for the Lord. If you have no burden, you can't stay that longer. You'll be hungry. You'll be tired. You'll have nothing to say. You'll be busy looking at the ceiling. But when there's a burden, you'll be able to you just keep going. You keep going. You keep going. You keep going. And sometimes you find even when you start speaking in tongues, you start taking corners. You could tell how it's changing. The tongue starts to change. It's like you're moving from worship to praise and then to warfare. It changes. It changes. And it can take you hours. Even when you want to stop, you can't stop. 
And sometimes even when you sleep, it wakes you up. The burden wakes you up. There's that restlessness. You were sleepy, but it bothers you that bad. You know, sometimes when you see some people praying, and let's say they're praying for a person, and the person is praying and crying and all that, you might not understand unless you have had a burden. Burdens do that to people. They cry, they weep, and you go like, oh, can you just wrap it up? They can't wrap it up because there's that burden that is weighing on them, and they just can't help but just cry and weep and just... It's all fashioned by the Holy Spirit. Like the way Grandpa taught, you cannot stop the Holy Spirit. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. If you're starting to move, let him do his thing. Like today we had, um, I was teaching about a kingless Christianity today. And um, if you look at it this way, the Holy Spirit is a kingly spirit, like I was saying, because the Holy Spirit is Jesus. It's the Spirit of Jesus. The Bible says, now the Lord is the Spirit. So it is the Spirit of Jesus you're dealing with. People think that the Holy Spirit is a servant, and then there's Jesus up there, and then Holy Spirit is a servant. You just order him, okay, you go there, do there, and do it. No. The Holy Spirit is God, and it's the Spirit of Jesus. They're one. So when he starts moving, he is the master, not the servant. The Holy Spirit is a master. He's no servant. So people want to now start controlling him on what to do and whatever. Okay, there's something known as roaring in the spirit. There's some people, um, when they pray, they're continually praying. But in the realms of the spirit, it's heard as a, like the person is roaring. You can literally hear the roar of a lion. So those are words that have been trans, these are words in the earthly name translated. In the spirit, they sound like, they sound like the roaring of a lion. That's how it sounds like. So, like I said, it depends on the levels of, um, the levels that people are given, the measures of grace and anointing and all that. But I know people grow from one level to another. There are people who, who are expected to keep growing and growing and not stay at a certain point. And then one warning, I'll say. Um, sometimes when you're busy attending to some burdens, sometimes the enemy will orchestrate some distractions and some attacks too. You might find you're busy praying for someone or praying over something, and then what will happen, the enemy will come to attack you. It is to stop you from pursuing the breakthrough of that situation that you are attending to. So you have to be, you have to be aware that sometimes he will come. The Lord will allow him to come. But like I said, when Paul was stoned, he still got up. So when the enemy kicks you, you still get up. You have to keep going to attending to that, the burden that you've been given. Like some ministers, sometimes you find that they're busy casting out devils from people, and then the same devils go attack people in their family. Let's say he's busy here, and then they go. the demons will go where the, his children are at, or something like that. Things like that happen. But what keeps him going? You know, it's so easy for the, for the minister to say, I'm not going to do this anymore, because if I do this, then my children will be at risk, or my wife, or my family, and all that. But they still keep doing it, because it's a burden that's been given to the Lord. I want you to, 
attend to my people. I want to deliver my people through you. They have to keep going. They just have to keep going. No matter what the attacks of the enemy are coming, they have to keep going. Um, there's a difference between religious people and then people who are filled with burdens. We have the religious people who will uh, do the, you know, the routines, like a routine. Wake up, do the prayers, lunch hour and all that. There's, there's a routine that's there. There's, but a person who has a burden, there's nothing like a routine. No. It's, it's not like a scheduled prayer. As the Spirit bids him and awakens him and stirs him, as he starts from there and he just takes off, keeps going. And you find that person can even pray day, day after day, day after day. Even the person's at work, is busy speaking in tongues and whatever. The person just keeps going. The person just keeps going. Um, that's why you find some people asking, um, they ask you questions like, um, so why do you pray a lot? You know, Jesus, like Jesus is with us, you know, just pray a little bit and he'll answer. But that's not how it works. No, that's not how it works. Um, those are for um, probably for babies in Christ who are still babies. They don't have much understanding of what we are actually, the battle we are in. So I'll end with this. Life is a fulfillment of the will of the Father. When you attend to the burdens of the Father that the Father gives you, it will reveal your position and also to bring about discernment. Now you start being aware. There's a discernment you start having. There's an awareness you start having. You know, even when you're reading the Bible, you know, when, when it said Abraham was sitting at the, at the entrance of his tent, and he said, and Abraham looked up and saw, and saw three men. But the first verse says, it says that the Lord went to visit Abraham, and Abraham saw three men. You know, Jesus could easily walk into this room and some people would not even know it because they don't have discernment. They don't discern him. You find Jamie's there and then she's the only one seeing him. But the people who have grown into discernment, they'll pick up, they'll know something has, something, something is happening here. They'll feel the presence. So it'll increase your, your, um, your hunger for him, discernment. And then it will show you what your rank and the position is in the, in the kingdom of God. And then you'll be starting to see some things in the realms of the spirit. Sometimes he'll start showing you some signs and symbols. Sometimes it starts with signs, symbols, sometimes pictures. You'll start seeing it. I'll give an example. Like that time we were praying at the, where was it? At pastor's conference room. And then I started praying. And I was praying for all of you. And then suddenly a vision appeared right there. And there was a diamond in the darkness. There was a diamond, a very huge diamond. And it started tilting, started going round and round and round. So what he does, he starts opening. Because, you know, when you start praying, let's say a burden comes in and, you, and he says, okay, start praying for grandpa and grandma. Okay, you start praying and they start giving you pictures symbols, signs. He'll start picking it up in the realms of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to all believers. You know, we're supposed to walk in authority and power. We're supposed to be seeing in the Spirit as believers, not just as the people are called to equip the saints. We're talking about believers, people who believe. Because Jesus says, this sign shall follow those who believe. He didn't say this sign shall follow the apostle and prophets. 
He said, those who believe, it's for everyone that believes. It's for everyone. So if you have be having questions on what's your calling, what what do you like you've been asking God, what do you want me to do, and all that, he starts with giving you burdens. And you have to pass that test. He gives you a burden, you attend to it, and then he starts revealing a lot, a lot of things, a lot of things that you you have questions. Um so, well, like I said, this message is not for, like, everybody. There are people who will be able to understand what I've been saying throughout the whole message and walk in it. There are people who will ignore it, like, generally. It's not for everyone. You know, because you know if God has given you something. You know the burden He has given you. You know what he has given you for you to carry on your shoulder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.